Have you ever wondered what goes bump in the night? What could be lurking round the corner? What shadows are waiting for us in the dark? Why we feel like we are being watched by the mysterious eyes of an unknown entity? When all rational explanations have been exhausted, it only leaves one explanation. The paranormal. Take a journey into the realm of the paranormal with your hosts, Damon Penny and Ben Winfield. We explore all things paranormal from mediums, to apparitions, from orbs, to the occult, from demons, to angels, and everything in between. So strap in, and join us, as we explore into the unknown. And don't forget, things can get, a little, strange. The Other Dimension Show on Pulse Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your Saturday Night Paranormal Fix, and we are here. It's the Other Dimension Show, live on Pulse Talk Radio. And I'm joined by my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ben Winfield, and our five-time returning champ, a.k.a. our little brother, Mr. Christian Green. Mm-hmm. How you doing, boys? Three. All good, man. All good. How are you? Tonight, I'm just... Getting confused by technology now. <laughs> Have you finally dropped the pen and paper yet? Well, no, it's it's having this new laptop with a camera that's working and having everything else set up. I'm now confused at which direction do I look. <laughs> Eyes on me, Ben. Eyes on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, how you been? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. All good. Still reeling it from the... Uh from uh yeah what we're talking about tonight <laughs> oh yeah big show tonight from big the description show. everyone can see we're talking about bob lazar area 51 element 115 aliens little green men greys cattle mutilations um the- anal probing it's all in there tonight <laughs> so standard weekend basically for uh you then yeah yeah pretty much that i call that a good friday night <laughs> if there's no anal probing or cattle mutilation I'm not in I'd rather stay at home you know <laughs> you've got Paul now going it's probing time yeah. <laughs> this is just going to get weird quick <laughs> it is going to get really weird quick <laughs> so before we get into this I want to shout out to everyone that's locked in tonight massive shout out to Nancy Zell welcome along out to Annette Locke out to Emma Conte I hope I'm saying that right. Ben, am I saying that right? Shout out to everyone that's I'm, tonight. I'm just going to... Shout out to Nancy Zell. Welcome along. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, hope I'm getting it right. And um, Emma, let me know if I've got it wrong. All right? No, there you go. Got it wrong. Well, out to Emma. To that's Emma. easier. <laughs> I was, I was going to leave you to it because it's funny. Watch me hang myself. Thanks, mate. With my own entrails. <laughs> Also, big shouts out to all the Pulse people locked in. Don't forget we're live on Pulse Talk Radio. Um, shouts out to Cole. Don't forget, guys, there's new merchandise up. You can go and get the Other Dimension merchandise. Head over to the Pulse Talk Radio page. There's a link to the shop and all of our stuff's up there. Cups, hoodies, T-shirts, hats, um, tampon holders, um, dildos, everything. <laughs> we we yeah, don't please, discriminate. Please buy, because if, 
Please buy, because if not, I'm going to have to model them, and I really don't look good when I start modeling stuff and the bikini, the mankini comes out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> you did take a liking to the Other Dimension bondage set, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was Lilith, that was Lilith and Lou that put me up to that, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so going to die for that comment later on. <laughs> Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> when she watches this back, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a lot to talk about tonight, but yeah, let's get into it. Oh, before we get into it as well, also, um, new sponsor for the show, big shout out to El Manet, all your bespoke Wiccan and beauty products, um, now sponsoring the show. They've got a live on the 31st of October. I will be hosting it. I've been asked to host it. Um, we will be selling products uh, live on Facebook. So if you're into all that, if you like candles, bath bombs, anything wickenry, bisons, witchy bells, just catch me over there. I will stick um, an advert up for that on the page. So just keep an eye out for that one. So yeah. And we have got other sponsors coming soon because I'm hoping to get Slate and Bone on the sponsors as well. <laughs> I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I have no idea. But they they do some all right stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, no, man. Honestly, I I checked out your latest work online. Really, really like it. It's good, thank it's good you, stuff, thank man. Thank you. You wouldn't think that Ben Winfield is like this budding artist waiting to get out. Trust me on that one. It's years of studying cultology. You learn to be able to draw things. Mm-hmm. I'm still on. I'm still on stick men. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the show tonight. We're talking about Bob Lazar, Area Fifty One, um, and we're going to get into this. It's a documentary we spoke about a long time. Um, ben likes to do his little carrot on stick and mention Element One from Five, um, and this is what brought us onto this. So I want to get everyone's opinion. When they first watch the document do- documentary, there we go. So, when you first watch it, before you make like eight pages of notes, Chris, what did you think when you first watched it? Um, it's mind blowing. To be fair, That's, you know, mm. it's you watch it and you just kind of like, well, <laughs> you, you it made a ble- well, it made me believe him by the end of it. Let's just put it that way. With, with everything that it goes through, hundred percent. Was you, was you aware of Bob Lazar before you watched the documentary? Um, from comments that you two have made in previous, um, mm. in, in, yeah, in previous shows, yeah. But I've not really looked into. I've not really looked into Element One Fifteen either. No, no. That that was Ben's expertise. I mean, Ben, when you first watched the documentary, did it like grip you? Was you like, I need to find out more? Well, I've been following Bob Lazar's story and stuff like that since I was about 14 when I used to be at school and I was obsessed with UFOs. That's where wow. I first picked him up. Because <laughs> it was in the 80s, wasn't it, when he first started talking yeah. about it? It was 80s when he came out and then he sort of progressed from there. And on the on the documentary, you hear him talk about even a court case where he... He could have quite easily, at that point, as it says in the documentary, turn, oh, 13 then, as my sister's pointed out. 
Yeah. Sorry, I'm one year out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was May 1989 that he did that first um, behind the. It was kind of like he couldn't see his face, couldn't it? Yeah. In yeah. that interview. But when he got arrested uh, for a court case, he could have then come clean and said, look, I, to save him getting arrested and doing time, I, this is how it is. But he stuck to his story. And then as time's progressed, and I've re- followed his research and stuff like that, more and more things have come out. And you, as you guys have found watching it, you saw it there going, Jesus Christ, this guy pretty much handed it all out and you just ignored him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a mind-blowing documentary. So for everybody that's out there listening, I'm going to go over the... Let's do the blurb for the documentary. I'll stick a link up on my Facebook page if you want to watch the documentary, but it's going to be a free link, so I can't put it up on the other dimension because it's... You know, but <laughs> but let's just go over the blurb. And if Ben sends you the link, you're more than likely going to get raided by the feds. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the blurb to it basically: Bob Lazar comes out, nine eighty nine, does this little shadowy guys jumping if I miss anything. Um, he does this like shadowy interview, and he says that he used to work at a place called I think it's S four. Yeah. Yeah which is like a hidden part of um, Area 51. I know that sounds really crazy because Area 51 is is hidden anyway. But he works there and he reverse engineers these um, anti-gravity propulsion systems um, using Element 115. And it's all about him coming out and his story all the stuff where he gets raided and like bearing in mind this is 1989 and even to this day he still sticks by his story and there's people out there who think he's crazy i mean i believe him 100 percent. you know you guys got your own opinions on it i mean i bet you both believe it because the story's so compelling it just makes sense you know yeah 100 well, percent. You, you had the thing um the best bit to pretty much show when it comes to it, is he was on about um, hand recognition plates, which yes. we all know now exist. You, you've got your bloody phone that's fingerprint activated. Mm-hmm. And he was on about that, and then you realise that when it comes to the documentary, you, you're reading on it now, or when they first came out, like, I'm pretty sure some of our listeners probably know about it, being in America, they would have known about it. And you're there going, it's kind of like, again, he's telling us the stuff, and it's there. It's now there. Yeah. Well, what was it? Um, during the documentary, like, obviously, while he was interviewing him, he was like, he pulled that photos out because he yeah. declassified a file, didn't they? Yeah. And he found all these photos online, and Bob was like, that's exactly how it was. And it's exactly how he described it. Yeah. With the way it was. Because how he described it was essentially was it was like an imaging system that sort of took a photo of the length, like, the length of your bone in your finger yeah. or something like that. And he said it yeah. was obviously unique to everybody. Yeah. It was um, declassified documents um, from the original stealth program, and that's the security system they use for the original stealth program. Mm. Yeah, it makes you wonder what they have nowadays, because you think we've got retinal scanners now, fingerprint scanners, biometric scanners, and you mm-hmm. you wonder what the next massive thing they've got, because you always yeah. need to remember 
the military is always 50 years ahead of whatever the hell we're doing yeah yeah i mean i remember talking about that to my like my granddad and that when i was about 10 years old and he said like just remember damon that whatever technology we've got nowadays the military and the, the politicians have got that 50 years ahead yeah and this documentary is it explains exactly that like um you were saying with the um the the bone scanner i mean they've probably got some sort of technology now where you put your finger in it and it tells you your white blood cell count or something you know i wouldn't put it past them yeah. but it's... Or it's something as simple as lock and key because you can't hack into it. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. Go modern way. Yeah. Things always sort of go around in a circle anyway, didn't they? I mean, yeah. this is a really bad example, but when I was born, dungarees were in, and now they're in back in again now. So things go in a big circle, didn't they? <laughs> the only drawback is you like to wear your dungarees. <laughs> oh, I love my dungarees. I've got them striped ones like Andy Pandy. <laughs> 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 we was Joe before we come live me and Chris was having a chat about this and the most disturbing part of the documentary for me was when he talks about um, being inside the alien aircraft and he talks about the size of the chairs in the cockpit and it just disturbed me because he said that the people that work there refer to these aliens as the kids and that was just like what? But it's to do with their size, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be anywhere between three foot and four foot, which is quite quite ironic when you look into cultology and demonics. Mm. Uh, three foot to four foot, so it makes you go, okay. <laughs> but then bringing cult- the cultology into size in onto that level, when Bob Lazar talks about the the aliens themselves. You look back through the history of sightings and stuff, and you notice even more through the history, the size never changes. No, no, no. And Chris, you were saying about when we talk about a bit about the kids, the way Bob was sort of um, debunking himself, wasn't he? Yeah, because yeah, um, when because he mentioned during um, during the documentary that he was walking obviously past this room, and when he looked in, he saw two. Um, two guys basically stood around what he thought was some kind of doll mm. he goes it could he goes he doesn't say it's an alien but he said all he saw was sort of like this small the small thing with really long gray arms and he's like i'm not sure what it was it was at a glance but he said he was pretty sure it was a doll that they were just testing someone mm. it's crazy it's like an ant and deck film <laughs> <laughs> It's just mad. I mean, when Ben sent me the link for it, he was like, this will blow your mind. I was just like, yeah, okay. And then I watched it, and it was just like, I believe this guy, 100%. And when he talks about reverse engineering, do you know the bit where he talks about when they show him the generator, and you can't put your hand on the generator. It's almost like a magnetised thing where it pushes your hand away from the generator. It's like two poles of a magnet. The, yeah. the same magnet and it repels and he goes that's literally like the first time you, you could ever talk about a force field or something like that mm. it, it does and do you know where he draws he draws the actual the picture of the UFO and I was just like wow there's people that have drawn this before and 
you've called him crazy and this guy's been inside this thing you know <laughs> it's like what well he, he describes in so much detail doesn't he about the actual ufo like the inside because he said like you've got the obviously the cockpit you've got the because he, he refers to it as like a gravity amplifier i'm yes. pretty sure he does yes. you've got these gravity amplifiers and then you've got the the reactor and what it does is it sort of um it comes out through crevices in the ship into the bottom and he goes um whenever you're trying to go anywhere within basically the ship it kind of goes well did he refer to, refer to it, it goes arse end or something like yes. that yes yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, it points like arse end towards the destination mm. and it moves yeah. like that and yeah because it doesn't it doesn't propel itself it creates a time lapse like an almost like a an energy black hole and that's what makes the machine move it so creates its own like, energy doesn't it yeah he, he explains it i can't remember i explained it now but he explains says, it by saying put sorry chris no that's all right he explains it by saying putting a bowling ball on a bed yes punching your fist down in front of it causing it to create a well the bowling ball falls into and that's sort of, how it works it's sort of like riding yeah. a wave isn't it yeah yeah, it's it a momentum, yeah. yeah, you're basically creating a singularity vacuum in front of you, causing the particles to pull you forward. You're bending space time, essentially. Yeah. You're bending the space, you're bending the space, and it's moving you forward. You're not yeah. technically, you're not technically moving, but the space around you is moving. Yeah, yeah. you're technically creating like a single paradox of basically a black hole in front of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Damon, I'm using big words again, I wanna... Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the way it got explained to me, if, if I sort of explain it to listeners in a way where I understood it, I don't know if it's going to work, but it's like getting a piece of paper and drawing a dot in one corner and then drawing a dot in the opposite corner. Now, normal travel, you draw a line in between the two dots, but what these spacecrafts are doing is basically instead of drawing a line between the two dots they're folding the paper in a half so the dots join so that's what these spacecraft are doing they're reducing the distance by manipulating time and folding it on itself yeah there you go that's how i always got explained <laughs> you get in there right yeah mm. i tell you what was another bit of the documentary that that through me and it was the only time where I sort of started to doubt Bob Lazar in the whole documentary Joey's in the forest and he goes did you steal any element 115 and he's like I'm not going to comment on that and I was just like Bob seriously you're you're losing me here you're losing me (laughs) yeah then the next day his place got raided by the FBI and pretty much everyone raided him the next day that, yeah. that that says something to you in itself, doesn't it? Like, it, obviously, they, they said it was because of a cost. Was it because of a previous customer? That's 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 why they raided his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you kind of sat there, like, why do you? And he goes, because he turned around, and he's like, every agency turned up. He's like, I, I, I literally, he, he couldn't remember every, everyone that had turned up. He said they, they had hazmat people turn up, SWAT teams, everything, and he just kind of like, you know. They're not coming. They're not. They're not going to that extent just for 
to procure documents over a previous course to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you don't do that. That's right. My laptop is completely spazzed out now, so I can't see any of you guys. I'm back to using my phone. <laughs> all right. It's all good. I've broken my technology. <laughs> you, this is why you should reverse engineer it and try folding time on itself. <laughs> I, think, I think my laptop genuinely is trying to fold time onto itself. <laughs> uh, me, Chris, you're right, man. If, if honest... I didn't believe him in the whole element 115 and then when you hear about the raid and they've got CIA FBI DEA that, that customer could have bought 500 pounds of gunpowder 500 grams of plutonium they still all wouldn't turn up for this and it's all because of this element 115 which if you're looking to answers to what it is you get a very brief description of what it is in the documentary, but they don't tell you exactly what it is. I've got the description. Where is it? Hold on. He might be a while. He's got to go through his Bible. <laughs> so I'm going to see if he's got it right, though, because I've, I've got the scientific makeup of it in front of me. Oh, so, gonna... stand off. Um, this, this is what he... This is how he refers to it in the documentary. Uh -huh. um, he says, the government originally put it through as a advanced armor so that questions won't be asked about it hmm. and they referred to it as la 1000 um and it's obviously the purpose was supposed to be for advanced armor but that was a lie according yeah. to bizarre hmm. so um he said it was basically a form of fuel for this for the alien spacecraft yeah um and it was in the shape of like a 3D triangle. Mm -hmm. um, it had rounded edges, um, and it was sort of a copper colour. Yeah. Um, and he said the way the material came was it came in a cylinder, mm -hmm. so it sort of was in a cylinder, and it was machined into like a cone shape, and then cut into cross sections and shaved off and sort of made into these sliced triangles. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Um, but what did he say as well? He said um, when it actually came in the cylinder, it wasn't like just a full, complete form cylinder. It, it came as um, like discs, yeah, that um, were fused together. And he said that if it came any other way, it wouldn't work the way it worked. Yeah, yeah, because the decay time on it of the isotope is only two hundred seconds. At mm. 200 milliseconds. So it's the small... It, now they've they made it in... Uh, well, they synthesised it in 2006. Mm. And they've stated that it's not stable enough. Now, when Bob Lazar was on about it, he, he said, like Chris has just said, they'd found a stable source of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, just to catch up with the listeners... Um, actor Terry North Harrison he says I thought element 115 was from cod zombies I didn't know it was a real thing yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> to Emma as well she said twas added to the periodic table back in 2016 I believe so yes. there you go see th this is the thing even my sister's here with the this is you can imagine the conversations that go on between me and my sister um 
I, I believe see in my mind and now my mind overworks it's got I've got very good imagination I can see you in a white lab coat with a stethoscope on and your sister making a cup of tea and you're talking out these big words <laughs> like you do and she's sort of like going no you're wrong because that's what sisters do don't they? they always tell you you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> Emma, tell me if I'm right or not. But yeah, it's what sisters do, you know. <laughs> it it did used to be like that a lot growing up. I'd be like walking through a book and all that lot, like working through paperwork, and then she'd be sat there like she just said, either drunk or with pizza in hand, going, "No, no, no, it's not like that." <laughs> but yeah, you know when you wrote about the fact that um, with Element One Fifteen, if he had it, why wouldn't he? You know, it's sort of like why wouldn't he show it or why wouldn't he talk about it? Yeah, and it's like, why would you not? You know, like one of the biggest compelling pieces of evidence that you could possibly have in your arsenal, right there. Why would you not have it shown? Why would you not show it? Like you're telling people the story, you want mm. people to believe you. Yeah. So, like one of the biggest pieces of evidence you've got, why would you not send? You know, why would you not show it? But then at the same time, like because George Knapp says in the interview, he's like, you know, why would you not? Why would you not send it off to an independent? Um, independent lab to have it analysed yeah, and then have it confirmed but then you've got to look at the flip side of that if you've got all these government agencies involved that's never getting to the lab is it let's be honest no. yeah let's no. face it that, that would disappear on route yeah 100% so you can understand I'm just going to fold out a sec and reset my laptop because it's just completely gone okay so mate no problem no problem my friend no problem yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying, Chris. Um, at the same time, yeah, it, it is a compelling bit of evidence. I mean, if he mm. was to stand there on a documentary and go, look, this is Element 115. But yeah. if you remember the part of the documentary where they were talking in the forest, they were still yeah. getting monitored while they were in yeah. that forest as yeah. well. So so literally, even though he goes, right, we're going to have two, I've got two memory sticks, or I've got two files, one's going to be encrypted, we're gonna do this properly and they'll like put phone down and then all of a sudden you find out his ass is being raided and you yes. just kind of like you know that just through that even if he wasn't going to come out then and say that he's got it just through the fact that they're taking that interest and they're monitoring him mm. you know he knows something that he's not you know you know that he's got something or he knows something that he's not supposed to and they're watching him 100 percent. it's like compelling yes yeah, it's 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 scary. I mean, my life is at a point where I know I can't mention certain things when I do a Facebook live because I end up with a seven day ban. <laughs> His life is at the point where if he gets caught at the wrong place at the wrong time, he's going to get shot. I mean, he got shot at, didn't he? Yeah, it's like you know, and obviously he was involved in scandal as well, wasn't he? Let's be honest, mm -hmm. with um, it, in funding that prostitute. Was it funding that prostitution ring? Yes, yes. So obviously, it, in part of that documentary, that comes into question, and he sort of, you, you get the impression that he found it funny, or you know, he was kind of amused by the situation. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, mm. you, you sort of question his character, but then at the same time, you look into the story of what he goes into. It's like, literally, he didn't, he didn't understand why he got so much. Action like he did like because mm. he saw all these briefing documents with all these you know 
with everything and he sort of didn't understand why he was part of that. Yeah. But then when it's you look scary, at the situation... scary, isn't it? Yeah, when you look at the situation, what's the best thing to do? You pull a scientist that nobody knows about out into look at this research, not because, um, you know, but yeah, because it, proportion is what he mainly focused on, isn't it? Let's be honest. Like, yes. He's had a professional interest in that from young age. He's a physicist, like, isn't he? Yeah. And obviously, you pull him out. No, Nobody really knows who he is. Yeah. So from the government's perspective, you've got somebody that nobody knows really anything about. And he's, then at any point, if he was to come out and give any information, they can just discredit him. Say he never existed. But they, they tried, didn't they? They tried to discredit him by getting rid of all of his past and that lot. But yeah. Whoever did it did a really, really, really sloppy job. Yeah, yeah. because of all the news articles and stuff, the yeah. newspaper articles. Yeah. And he was, was in that. He was in, he was in a phone book as well. Like, yeah. his name was in a phone book from the officers. And you're like, <laughs> you didn't take him out of the other pages, though, did you? <laughs> No, it's, See, one of, it's one of the stereotypical things, isn't it? Of like, there'll be all the press and that lot there going, oh yeah, uh, Bob Lazar doesn't, he's never worked here in his life. He, he's never been here before them. There's a pizza bloke, but suddenly turns up and goes, I've got five pizzas for Bob Lazar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, do you know yeah. what? I relate that. That is the same sort of thing. Is I don't know if I can say this without getting a ban, but do you know what? I'm going for it. Joe, when they turned around and said that they found the passports for the terrorists off the plane in the 9-11 yeah. wreckage. That, that's the same yeah. sort of thing that you're talking about. It's like, that's a bad job, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's terrible. Having, they're having an off day at that point, probably. <laughs> off day? Oh, God. I mean, you're talking about... Because... These are big. These are big people. CIA, FBI, DEA. These are massive. They've got unlimited money. You would think they'd do a better job, to the point where a journalist could ring a few numbers, or look in a phone book and find Bob Lazar's number. You think they'd do a better job, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> you. Oh, let, let's let's just look back. Like we'll just take a second to just analyse like the FBI and the CIA. So look at their track record with stuff. You had um, MK Ultra. Boom. Oh dear! <laughs> they just went there with yeah. all that lot. You use prostitutes. Did they not think they were going to talk? <laughs> Did they not think yeah, they were going to talk? Exactly. I mean, you talk about the history of these um, three-letter government organisations. You said about the MK Ultra. You've got Montauk. You've got Area 51. You've got yeah. the JFK thing, 9-11. You've got um, the whole new thing with Epstein's Island. Like, yeah. <laughs> they have made so many flaws. And this is I what helps you believe one. Bob Moore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think one of their best screws ever, if I can remember this right, is, I can't remember if it was FBI or CIA during the Cold War. What... One of them was given a plaque by some Russian um, pupils, like students. It was yeah. a nice carved wooden plaque. Right. And they had it in their office for eight years and didn't think to check it. And after these eight years, they happened to check it and found there was a listening device inside it. 
This is in the middle of the height of the Cold War. Russian, Russian people, Russian oh students. Oh my god! Yeah, have have this brilliantly made American plaque <laughs> and nothing. This is a bit strange. But yeah, we'll take it. We'll hang it in the office. Oh my! It's, it's, it's like the Trojan horse, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Most rockiest move ever. Oh, it's it's. We laugh about it, but these are the people that are protecting their country. It's it's like wow, wow. I think one of the best ones I've ever seen. Just in case anyone wants an actual laugh, just before we go off this, is if you watch. There's an interview between. There was an interview caught on camera between Obama and Putin. There's a bloke stood on like, looking at the camera he's on this side and obviously the camera's trying to zoom in to see what they're talking and you just see this bloke slowly take a couple of steps closer whilst looking at the, not noticing the camera's on <laughs> just slowly walking so we can get an earshot of this conversation yeah <laughs> it's just like the most blatant move of I'm not listening to this conversation at all. I'm slowly <laughs> drifting over it because there's an interesting bit of carpet here. <laughs> it's like that, you know, we've got one of them ear monocles out and it's just like putting it closer and closer to the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right. So let's catch up with our comments. Um, Annette's saying you'd end up being disappeared. Yeah, you probably would do. Um, Emma says it's known as Moscovium if you want to have a read on it I've just written that down and I'm going to check up on that a bit later yeah. she also says she's sorry not sorry Ben that's because I told her off for doing my job <laughs> right so we've got a little bit of an advert break now um, unfortunately <laughs> Peter Geist has got COVID this week so he can't join oh. us in the studio um, so he should be joining us next week so yeah quick ad break we're going to come back on the other side more talk about Bob Lazar and the documentary about Area 51 so do not go anywhere we'll be back literally in about 30 seconds take it easy Pulse Talk Radio the place to come for talk shows about the paranormal sponsored by the Psychic Clinic empowering self-healing thepsychicclinic.com Do you enjoy the Other Dimension show? Do you want more from the boys? Do you need that one more show? Well, have we got a treat for you. Head over to www.patreon.com and become an official patron of the show. For just £3 a month, you get a weekly bonus episode. This bonus episode can only be heard on Patreon by the true ODDs. So don't miss out www.patreon.com and sign up today. Do you know what? I've got, uh, I don't give enough props out to my That's good it. friend. That's <laughs> it, Chris is gone. Chris has been yeah. FBI. He's, he's been abducted. Oh, sorry, he's now being anally probed. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> that is the strangest thing I've ever seen on it. <laughs> yeah. What? The lights just went off. We thought you had been abducted. <laughs> you, you, you just see some FBI cap or something yeah. just walk past the camera. 
and made a body bag I'm like <laughs> <laughs> just being carried away <laughs> oh dear um yeah before that i was always saying i've got to send massive props out to my mate ricky six who done the uh, music for the inside the other dimension i don't give enough props out to that one he really did do a good job yeah. of that really enjoyed that one um don't forget guys we are on patreon the other dimension forward slash uh, patreon.com forward slash the other dimension you've got two ways of signing up now if you want to get the bonus show you can pay as little as one pound a month but if you want all the extra bonuses three pound a month and come and support us and keep the lights on the studio. So yeah, that's how we're rolling. Now, I know we've got a fair few listeners on tonight, and I'm proper enjoying the conversation. A little quick uh, sort of plug again. Don't forget, guys, head over to facebook.com forward slash LMNA by Millie. I'll put a link up on the other dimension, new sponsor to the show. Um, we have got some products coming that we're going to be giving away in competition soon. So, keep an eye on that one. Um, yeah, let's get back to the convo. Now, another part of the documentary that really grabbed me, and it was, it, it really sort of changed the whole thing for me, was when he was talking about how it's affected his life and how it's changed his life. Because he doesn't talk yeah. about it positively. He doesn't say, I've become a worldwide superstar he, he literally said it's destroyed my life me and my wife have been shot at he got his tire shot up um off the freeway um he's been constantly raided he was like i wish i never was the person that see this i, I wouldn't have picked it because it's had such a negative impact on my life now he had that guy with him though didn't he he was carrying the uzi yeah <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> it was just like whoa <laughs> as you do it's because bob lazar is an og that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, do you know what I mean? It, it sort of adds gravitas to the fact of he's telling the truth because he's not become this famous worldwide superstar because he worked for S4 in Area 51. It's had a negative impact on his life. And it just gives yeah, so much gravitas to the documentary, do you know what I mean? He's hated it ever since, hasn't he? It's, it's one of his um, biggest regrets. Yeah, yeah. I might add, having Mickey Ruark doing the narrating on that documentary, golden. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Golden. We'll say that. He, he, has, he has the voice of like a, um, a first grader, but at the same time, he's like really husky. It's like a first grader, like a primary school kid who smokes at least 40 a day. That's what he sounds like to me. <laughs> I was going to say, how many primary school kids do you know who sound like that? I'm in Essex, mate. They all sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal up here. You know, they're all like, all right, Pat. All right, Pat. <laughs> but yeah, he's, the, whole, the whole thing with Bob's been going on for so long. He just disappeared. He actually doesn't like talking to uh, talking about it. In fact, he hates talking about it. Yeah, and that's what makes it more. But like nowadays, like you see documentary, like UFO documentaries, and you, you can watch them and go, "Yeah, this hasn't aged well at all." Like, that's been debunked. That's been debunked. That's been debunked. Yeah. But the problem with Bob Lazar's story is, as it ages. You're not going, oh, that's that's debunked. You're going, 
that's been proven that's been proven that's been proven that's been proven 100% 100% because we had you have this progression in science because now it's not called UFOs it's called UAPs unidentified alien phenomena um, yeah. the American government along with the British government did declassify all the files back in December 2018 it might, I think it was either June or December 2018 where they declassified it the whole Project Bluebeam the whole um, Collins Elite thing that was all released um, due yeah. to the Freedom of Information Act and I totally forgot where I was going with what I was saying <laughs> basically everything's come out that yeah was hidden yeah to a degree and can can you imagine if bob come out today right and he come out and he said i wo- i'm working area 51 at the moment this is what's going on everyone be like yeah well mate cool <laughs> and they'll just carry on with the rest yeah. of their life do you know what i mean but because this is in 1989 and as we like ben said as we progressively move forward through time every single box that he's mentioned has been ticked as true yeah and it's mind-blowing because these are predictions he made in 1989 i don't mean to refer back to what we was talking to at the beginning of the show but the whole thing with the hand scanner that mentions the length of the bones in your hands yeah this was in 1989 it's the documentary was shot in 20 i think it was 2017 yeah, yeah. it wasn't long ago and they could just about get the research to prove his point in 2017. You know, it's crazy. It was, it's like when, you know, about, you know, not lying and he's got to be telling the truth. It's like he went to court and it could have been so easy for him to drop the whole thing for the sake of himself. But yeah. he, he was willing to do hard time, literally, because he felt in himself enough that he was telling the truth. Yeah, and if he was conning everybody, that would have been the time for him to come out and go, "It's all a lie. I made it yeah. all up." And he didn't. He, the guy's been analysed by four separate lie detect by four separate. I can't, I can't remember the correct polygraphs, but yeah, by four separate polygraphs and the whole time. Obviously, you can fake them. Don't get me wrong; it's not easy to, but you can fake them. But if you're having four separate, and then you're having four separate professionals at the same time going, "This guy is not lying." Yeah, not once throughout the whole thing does. There's even I think a bleep in the test that he does. Yeah, yeah, that's just a simple um, timed bum clinch to work that out. <laughs> just got to do a little little pucker at the right point of the question, and you get a positive instead of a negative. <laughs> that, that's the thing, though. Yeah. yeah. The thing it's was crazy. that this. Bob Lazar, in a sense, opened the gates up for everyone to come, come out. Yeah. Yeah. It opened the whole, like, big UFO thing out to everyone. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. I mean, if you look at some of, sort of, coming away from the documentary, some of the bigger, sort of, when we talk about alien phenomena, you've got the Roswell crashes. He he confirms yeah. in that documentary the Roswell crashes happened. Yeah. Are you all about the blacked out windows? Yeah, which nowadays we do have documents that have come out by the American government actually admitting of the actual UFO crash mm-hmm. happening. 
And he also confirms the Rendlesham as well. He says in there, there was yeah. one in England near a uh, US airbase, and that's the Rendlesham Forest incident. The one with the... He used to take them on tours as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, he'd be like, on a Wednesday night, he'd take them over and be like, look up there, you're about to see something fly over. And then straight away, you know, not long after that, you'd be seeing a UFO flying over. And you're like, yeah. how would he do that? Like, you know, it, it's crazy. It makes you wonder in like 20 years, say we're still doing this. We could be back, we could be looking in 20 years, looking back on this and going, we had no idea back then. Yeah. 100%. Um, big shouts out to Russell Old, follow presenter on Pulse Talk Radio, catch them guys on a Friday night at to Essex Ghost Hunters. When we talk about, like you said, in 20 years time, it's progression, isn't it? And yeah. that's where it sort of comes in. And like we said, when Rendlesham happened, when Roswell happened, it was, no, no, it was a meteor. It was a, what's it called? A weather balloon. Um, but oh, They blamed it on the lighthouse, didn't they? Um, <laughs> Rendlesham yeah. blamed on the lighthouse. Yeah, because... Blamed was... on the lighthouse and cows. <laughs> I don't know how you can blame... Trust me, like, being in the countryside and, like, growing up around the countryside... I... Cows are a weird creature. I'll give you that. But there's no way you can mistake them for anything else other than a cow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've only just got lights on the car that are really bright. I think Rendlesham happened in like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. There is no way a lighthouse would be that bright. So I never bought that story anyway. That's <laughs> of us saying weather balloon. What a crack of um. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, then weather balloons got blamed for a hell of a lot. Ah, oh, didn't they blame them for the um? What are they called? Ah, oh, what's the big one where loads of people see that triangle, that mothership triangle in the Phoenix sky? Phoenix lights. Phoenix lights. They blame them on weather balloons. Well, they blame them on the military flares at first, and some uh, one of the military guys came forward and went, "No, <laughs> that's not how a flare works." It's like um, the story of Have you heard this thing about Doctor Stephen Greer and oh, what's her name? Oh, um, Ariana Grande. I dread to think just by mentioning Ariana Grande. <laughs> He took her into the desert and they performed some Crowley-ish um, ritual. And now she believes that she's seen aliens and she is a reincarnation of an alien. <laughs> Sounds like someone's been smoking too much wacky-backy or something. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but you get these other stories, like the one with... Like going off random again, like we normally do. Going like to the moon and Liam, um, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin doing a, a Freemason ceremony inside the capsule when they landed on the moon. I can't understand how they went that far with a bottle of wine. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there wasn't even enough room to swing a cat in there. Well, I suppose a cat would work. Um, but anyway. <laughs> It's true. I mean, 
I'm a whole new meaning of hold my beer. I'm going to launch this thing up the moon. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I mean, I don't believe the moon landings. I don't think they happened. So we're not going to. I don't that. know. Going up, going on to that from the UF part we're on about. Yeah. I don't know how true the comment is, but Neil um, Neil Armstrong was famously for for quoting that he saw UFOs around there. Mm-hmm. But my main thing is, is I reckon they went up there, and this is personal belief. Because if you look at the interview, and this has been brought up on a, UFO, a couple of UFO cases, they don't look like three people that have just achieved the greatest thing in humanity. They look like three people that have just seen the downfall of everything. Their world has just been shattered. They don't look happy. They just look like they've. They just look like the realization of everything has just been thrown at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I come across a story because I'm getting heavily into aliens now. I've just finished Jack Belay's book. Moving on to um, the Alien Agenda by Isaac Weishaupt. It's 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 good. But um, have you ever heard of something called the pulse signal? Is that the deep space pulse signal? Yeah, the one, it's, the energy it gives out is stronger than a millisecond of what the sun could produce, and it's shot at the earth for 64 days, it then charges itself for 192 days, and then carries on shooting towards the earth for every 64 days. Now, I read into that, and that blew my mind. I was just like, this is something that should be featured in the news, but they don't. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff like like the deep pulse radio uh, radio frequencies that keep getting picked up in random parts, yeah. different places to be producing them, and um, yeah, there's a lot more. A friend of mine who's, which is going to sound weird, deeper than me when it comes into the cultology stuff and that. Like he knows he's like. Obviously, you've got the tier of like the internet, then you've got the dark web, then you've got everything below that. Yeah, he's down on the floor when it comes into that, <laughs> and he, he's got this theory that him and a few people down there have got this theory that we are in that age of enlightenment, like awakening, where you're going to start seeing more and more stuff. Yep, I agree with that. Age of Aquarius, yeah, astronomical reading things just never quite got onto that i mean chris what's your belief of an alien thing now now you've watched this documentary um i don't know if you've done previous research on aliens but what is your take on aliens i think they're here and they've been here for a very long time and you know are they here or are they visiting here are they like i reckon reckon they're visiting here in all honesty my my opinion is that we were brought to this planet by them in the first place, or we are some we are some hybrid creation from <laughs> you know primate that lived on this planet, and then whatever species visited them. You know, yeah. that's my take on it. Yeah, and, I, and obviously we're some kind of test or experiment. I don't know. No, I, I I'm I'm about. 60% with you on that one. Like, yeah. Maybe 61. 
<laughs> there is a few like there is a few scientific papers out there because obviously we all know what I'm like. I get bored. I read the sign. I read the scientific stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a few scientific papers saying that this planet actually isn't ideal for us. Like we're not actually designed for this planet. Yeah. You think about the the scientists it was on about is saying you think of skin cancer. If we if we were made if we were bound for this world, why would we get skin cancer? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And you've got the whole thing. The other thing that makes me believe in that is the whole rover program. You've got them shooting rovers up into space to find these other planets, what they call Kepper planets, planets that are able to sustain life, somewhere where we can go when this one is destroyed. Um, and I think on the last count, it was 136 Kepper planets. Yeah, right. that's gone up to about 206, I think, now. Wow. And some of that's them are more, more suitable for human life than this one. Hmm. Yeah. That's our problem, though. We, we Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're only human, we, we judge, like, the premise of life as how it is for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. I go on about that a lot. And it's like you can't say that you know if there is life that's out there in the universe that it's necessarily going to be conforming to the same rules that we have as humans yeah 100 mm. so aliens might not need to breathe oxygen drink water eat the food that eat the substance we have to you know what i mean or look anything like us doesn't necessarily have to be carbon based like we are no so 100%. you know it's just yeah. things like that definitely I agree. I really do. And as much as I don't believe in Darwin's theory of evolution, I believe in the theory of adaptation. And your body, your molecular structure, your brain is going to adapt to the environments it's, it's in. You know? And that's where my sort of... The adaptation theory... I mean, do I believe we evolved from amoebas? No. I don't. I believe that humans in themselves have a higher spiritual purpose, and I do believe that these these aliens, whether they are interterrestrial, extraterrestrial, or interdimensional, the reason they're so interested in our race and our planet is because we as humans have the potential to be amazing. If you look at the fact that we only use 8% of our brains, if we was to unlock that to 15% we can manipulate matter now that's something if I was a different race I would be interested in especially unlocking that potential you see what I mean yeah but then that's where you look into like the other stuff like the, the reckoning universal language is mathematics that's why all the old races used to use like all the old I say races all the old societies all had mathematics it's the only thing that's universally stood in languages is mathematics. We all know there's a zero. We all know there's one, two, and three from that. Yeah, that's based on um, signal coding because most of the signal coding that they receive from outer space from Milky Ways that are 1.6 million light years away are always coded yeah. in binary. Yeah. Everything runs off binary. Everything runs off numbers. Yeah. But 
then again, like I've always said with Sumerian, like using that for the UF, bringing it back to UFOs again, ancient Sumeria, Native American things, we're not the third planet, we're the seventh. Mm-hmm. Why the hell would you count the solar system inwards? Yeah. As if you enter in the solar system. It does make sense. And there's also that theory out there. If you look at aliens from a interdimensional um, perspective, Earth is seen as the lowest level of heaven and the highest level of hell. That's the dimension yeah. that we're stuck in. Bang smack in the middle of both. In it, it, it's a mind player. It does play on your mind. <laughs> That's yeah, because even if you look at that from a scientific point of view, you have obviously the human eye, the human ear, and we're only restricted to uh, what about if you take a scale of about three meters, we're only restricted to about the middle, I know, 100 centimeters. Mm. We've still got that massive place where things can exist outside, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Different frequencies. We have the potential as humans to enlighten, to gain knowledge. And that's another thing with the documentary, going back to the Bob Lazar documentary. It opened my mind to the fact of there is information out there that is true, that we get told is false. And it brings you back to hiring your consciousness, um, always asking questions. Don't ever believe until you know for yourself and make your own mind up. What we always talk about on the show, you know. But, yeah. Question everything. Analyse it all yourself. Mm-hmm. Question everything, except for what Ben tells you. <laughs> <laughs> no, always question things I say. That's how yeah. I teach. If you don't question what I've, te- what I've taught you, then you're not listening to me properly. I'm waiting for the day when me and you sit down and you sort of sit there with your hands shut and you go, take the blue pill, you'll wake up in your bed and nothing has happened. <laughs> take the red pill and I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> I've done that to someone before, actually, who stood at me. I said, this, I, I went, this book contains basic answers. This book will lead you further down. <laughs> We need to get you them glasses now, and then it will work. It'll be fine. <laughs> or the ones where you clip them on the nose. <laughs> Wait, oh, here he this goes. is the way he's got some. <laughs> he probably has. He probably has. There you go. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Hello, I am For those Morpheus. of you that obviously can't see the show, yes, I do happen to have small, uh, similar replicators to the Morpheus glasses. <laughs> you look like a cross between Morpheus and Charles Bronson. Take <laughs> <laughs> the red pill or I'll punch you. Take the blue pill and you just walk away. <laughs> oh, he's been abducted again. Bloody hell. He's, yeah, Chris is gone. Chris has been yeah. blackmarked. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting alien contact. <laughs> That's it. The FBI is on us. Like Chris, 
Oh, is he coming back? Who knows? Um. Oh, he's gone. Let me just change that. Right, guys, we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank you all for locking in. It's been a good show. We've got some stonkers coming up. Um, and he's back. Let's get him back on, see if he wants to say bye. Um, yeah, we've got some absolutely brilliant shows coming up. I want to send a massive apology for not doing the Inside the Other Dimension this week. Um, I really, really was not well. So um, we're going to make that up to you. But yeah, we've come to the end of the show. Chris, have you got any of your mythologies or anything unplanned, anything coming up? I'm not too sure at the minute. Um, I'm just sort of taking a bit of a break at the moment. Well, we will keep an eye on it. If you've got a mythology coming up, guys, I will post it up in the other dimension um, because Chris's show is very well researched and they're worth watching. Uh, ben... Yeah. Have you got any more of your stuff up on Slate and Bone? Uh, I do have some few designs, yes. Um, I will throw some up on the Other Dimension page if anyone's interested. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, we'll get some. I will finally bring my business over to this when I get a chance. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's only when you're ready. Yeah. I am going. The next UFO one that I'm going to bring to you all is going to be the Revolution Forest one. I'm up for that. But it's also going to involve uh, Little Babylon and dog, uh, what place called Doggerland. Yes, yes. Because we spoke so about that before. Be a, it's, yeah, it's that'll cool. be a very British UFO case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are going to try and do a bit more about this alien stuff. Um, I am trying to verse myself up on the alien books and that. Um, but yeah, we've come to the end of the show. Once again, thank you to everyone for locking in. Don't forget to head over on Facebook and check out um, the new support sponsor for the show. Facebook.com forward slash LMNA by Millie. I'll stick a link up on the other dimension. Um, well, from us tonight, from Chris and from Ben, uh, thank you yeah. all for listening. You guys enjoyed yourselves? Yeah, it's been good. Wicked. I always like with a carrot and the stick. Yeah. And we just follow, like, give it here. <laughs> yep. Like, um, like Bob Lazar looking for element 115. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying to find it because he's forgot where he's put it. <laughs> yeah. I bet you it's down the back of the sofa. I bet it's fell out his pocket <laughs> and gone down the back of the sofa. <laughs> Everything's down the back of the sofa. Hidden the mattress. <laughs> That's where Narnia is as well. It's not in the wardrobe. Yeah. It's down the back of the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> right guys we've come to the end of the show once again take care and just always remember guys if there's no other explanation there's always the other dimension take care good night boom